0: quintessential
1: welcome back to another great episode of the quintessential podcast yes episode 1818 my lucky number reason why it's my lucky number obviously is because it symbolizes my birthday (laughs) i'm not going to expose my full birthday for you guys but yeah it does uh the date is the 18th, I'm not going to give you which, which month or what year <laughs> But yeah, yeah, so episode 18, very lucky number, number hold near and dear To Mr. Q's heart <laughs> Hope everybody's good, I hope everybody's had a good week uh, You know, hello, yeah, hope everybody's had a good week last week And you know, they're gearing themselves up to have a good week this week Hope everybody's in good health I know uh, there's been some quiet sad and uh, shocking news you know stateside as well so I want to just address that and uh, and you know apologies if my voice voice is a bit low a bit raspy you know <laughs> I've been dealing with uh, uh, this cough for a while but uh, you know I'm slowly getting better but if I do cough you know in between uh, this podcast or throughout this podcast uh, you know apologies <laughs> yeah so um yeah so you know i've been i I feel good, but you know I don't know why where this cough come up come up. It's not like I'm you know ill if or if i'm I'm well it's just, <laughs> I just somehow I've got this cough for some reason but uh, yeah i'm i I'm, I'm good I mean good you know weather's been good out here as well, so can't complain i mean yeah i mean going crossing over stateside, you know I like to give my thoughts and condolences my prayers and condolences to um all the lives that have been lost and all the lives that have been affected by this Texas school. School shooting, I think it's called Santa Fe or something like that. The school name, or uh, um, yeah, no, I like to give my prayers and condolences to all the lives that have been affected there, and you know, the people that who, are, who, who have lost children there. I mean, it's getting ridiculous now, you know. Another school shooting in America. I saw this uh, very interesting piece of information the other day on social media, and it was highlighting that over the past, I think it's 12 years. You know, uh, you know what the most, ca- um, the, uh, the amount of uh, school shootings. And England, the UK it was zero, right? And the USA was 213. 213, my days. You know, that is just absolutely ridiculous. And uh, it's been proven now. It's a fact that it is more dangerous to go to school in the US right now uh to be killed by going to school in the US than being a gang member, selling drugs, um, you know, above everything else, you know, the call above everything else the cause of the deaths, the most one that the one that's hanging ranking the most high is school shootings and come on, that is absolutely appalling. You know, you know your school is a place you go to be safe, you know, to learn, to be with your friends, you know, more or less you're there to learn and get an education and now you know you're stopping kids you know that's preventing kids from getting that education because they're too scared because you know they think they're going to get killed and this uh this perpetrator that actually did this shooting actually went to this school he was a 16 year old girl 16 year old boy and he got access to these guns and these weapons through his dad these ars and things like that and through his dad somehow and uh yeah so not sure the full story is there but uh he was kid who went to this school as well, and you know, killing innocent children. My God, I I mean, I to to say that you know it's very unsafe. It's you know it's more it's, you no, know, it's not safe to go to school. You know, in the U. S. That's you know that's very heartbreaking to me. You know. As you said, you know, school is a place you know you socialize with your friends and you learn. You're above above everything else, there you're there to get an education. And you know, now that this is preventing kids in the US getting an education, uh, you know, it's very distraughtful, very, very appalling to see that, and very saddening to see that. So, you know, my my thoughts and condolences go out to everybody who, uh, whose lives have been affected over there, and you know, to the ones that have been lost as well. So, um yeah my prayers and condolences to that side yeah so moving on from that sombre note let's get started uh with this episode 18 lucky number 18 right and you know how we do here in the quintessential house before we start everything hit my drop one more down for these bitches
0: Quintessential
1: Yes, yes (laughs) Right, so let's get cracking on this Right, so it's been a predominantly slow week really In terms of releases and singles and albums and things like that But don't worry You know, I'll try and make this episode even more entertaining than it might even be (laughs) Or or even more entertaining as this week has been in music So let's dive into some singles It's been the week of the returns The week of the returns So let's start off with J-Rock J-Rock returns and he drops his first single from his upcoming album, uh, which was announced just yesterday. The album is called Redemption, and that is dropping the 15th of June, same day as Nicki Minaj is dropping Queen, same day as the, uh, well, apparently, uh, next studio album from Nas, according to Kanye. So yeah, it's packed into that uh, June 15th release date, and he drops this track called Win, and it's a very good track, a very up, up-tempo, upbeat track. uh, One that you can nod your head to and, you know, getting a good vibe to. And uh, you've got Kendrick Lamar, you know, providing your ad-libs here and there throughout the song. So, now I've been really uh, fucking with J-Rock for a long time, since his debut album, Follow Me Home. And then, you know, he came with 90059, and that was about two, three years ago now. So, yeah, it's been a quite a while since we received the, just a full project from J-Rock. And yeah, so I'm very, looking for, uh, very interested and very looking forward to this project As I said, TD have assembled a great group of artists there Your scoreboard Q's, your Absol's, your J-Rocks You know, Zaya Rashad's, Kendrick Lamar, obviously, and your Scissors So yeah, very interested to hear from J-Rock, you know So hopefully, you know, uh, maybe Absol follows something up this year as well And Zaya Rashad as well, I, um, I really like that his son's tirade album that was released, I think a year and a half ago or so, and really like Absol. You know, Absol's always been really good to me as well. Very, uh, very lyrical guy, and very you know he's got very good content that he speaks through his raps as well. So, yeah. Now this this track here, J Rock Win, very good track, very up tempo beat track. You know, uh, and you know, it, you know it gets you in a good feeling as well. Kendrick Lamar providing the ad libs can't go wrong, and yeah, it's a good good first single to lead off with. To be yeah. honest. You know, you you want that, you know, you want that first single to be you know good uh, good up tempo beat, you know, the songs that you know that could possibly be played in the club or you know to just to get to get the room hype as well. Yeah, so it's very good track by J Rock and I'm very looking forward to his album Redemption dropping June the fifteenth. So make sure you guys check that out, that's J-Rock Will Win. Very really good track there, very really good to hear from him after a long hiatus. And yeah, eagerly anticipating his follow-up to 90059. If you guys haven't checked that out, check that out. And check out Follow Me Home as well. For you guys that uh, are video game aficionados, you might realise or you might notice that in you know, Follow Me Home, he has song with Kendrick Lamar. That is featured on GTA 5, Mantis right Auto 5. That's what I actually learned from J Rock, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, when the GTA 5 trailer dropped. Oh, we're 2018 now, right? So we're talking in 2013, 2012, 2013. There was a trailer that dropped for GTA 5 and it featured the song, uh, uh, yeah, um, follow. Uh, it featured the song um, Hood, Gone, Hood Gone Love It. That's J Rock and Kendrick Lamar. And yeah, so since then since I caught that uh, song that put me onto J Rock and uh, Follow Me Home. Even Code Red as well. Um, heard that somewhere out and about. So yeah, that put me up to J Rock's uh you know, on on onto J Rock and onto his uh, debut album, Follow Me Home. Yeah, so I've been rocking with J Rock for that at least now good good four or five years now. <laughs> and he makes really good music. It's good to see you know, just you know, obviously Kendrick is like the uh well, what I like to call, he's like the, he's like the mainstay of T D. Right, he's like the highlight, if you like to say. Right, he's the main guy there. You know, uh, everything's built around him. And, and then, like I think, Scissor's like obviously T D's first lady. Right, so yeah, everything's built around like them. Like you know, like Kendrick and Scissor. Uh so it's good to see you know people like you know J Rock, Absol, you you know Schoolboy Q, Zayra Charles, those other people that are just you know. Um, not necessarily on the sidelines, but just, you know, you know, people might have, might have forgotten about them or people might, you know, not know much about them. It's good to see them, you know, resurfacing and, you know, just keeping themselves relevant in people's minds that, you know, hold on, you know, yeah, Kendrick's doing this thing, but look, we're doing our thing as well. I'm not one to be passed on or slept on. So, no, I really like that. And I think all of them do have that mentality as well. They have big respect for each other. But I think you know they inside they're in a competition with each other as well. You know who to play, who's gonna put out the best album and things like that. So that's very good to have. Very good had like, to have like some friendly competition. But yeah, make sure you guys check that out. That's J Rock with Win, and his third studio album Redemption gonna be coming fifteenth of June. So yeah, we yeah, can't wait for that. And obviously, once that drops as well along with all the other releases, you know your boy Mister Q here will get into his. Uh, Deep diving bag and yeah, review those the albums for the fans <laughs> for yourselves. <laughs> yes, so right, moving on, as I said, is the week of the returns in terms of singles. We've got Jack Weiss Jack Weiss, yes. So many of you guys you some of you guys might have known Jack Weiss. he signed to Cash Money, uh he's an R and artist there. He put out a mistake called 19, I believe about three years ago in 2015. And that featured one, I think one of the heavy songs on there was Feel It with Lloyd and uh, Rich Homie Kwan, I believe. Uh, yeah, so uh, Jackie, Jack Reese has been relatively quiet. He's been putting out some looseies here and there. But he's gearing up to release his long-awaited debut studio album, 4275. And that, again, is also landing on June the 15th as well. So yeah, a lot of releases packed into that day, that June the 15th. And so he releases uh, this single called Inside with Trey Songs. He previously released BED B-E-D, and I think he's added that to the track list for this 4275 album. That was that that song went platinum as well. But you haven't, yeah, amazing song. If you guys haven't checked that out, check that out. That's Jack Reese with BED B-E-D. And then he follows through with a second single, uh linking up with Trey Songs. Uh, for the appropriately titled "Inside," and as you can tell, probably uh, "Inside." So he's a uh, actually, you know, it's a very sensual, very sexual song, very sexy, sexy song, as I, I like to call it. <laughs> mm. And he's talking about you know, penetrating a female really. So you know, the, the the inside that that you know that really tells the whole story. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so it's a very, very 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 sensual, very sexy, sexy song, as I like to call it. And yeah, it's amazing. I love it. I think him and Trey go well together. And the song's just incredible, yeah, you know, it's got the whole slow down R and B vibe. Yeah, so very good song, very good uh, R and B jam, a very good song possibly to add to your late night playlists for you know what. <laughs> mm. For them bedroom bedroom playlists or bedroom bangers, you know, no pun intended. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so um check that out, that's Jack Queese with Inside, very good song, very good song for your R and B heads. I'm an R&B head myself, so I really like it I'm pretty sure most of you guys will like it as well So go check that out, that's Jack Queese with Inside That's featuring Trey songs. really good track Very good smooth, sensual track as well To get you in the mood, you know, with your partner, with your missus (laughs) And yes, his 4275 album, his debut studio album is coming on June 15th as well So uh, keep an eye out for that Indeed, uh, and yeah so as always as well i will post the link to these songs in the uh bio of the episode once this episode is released so you can uh, uh, immediately access these songs listen to these songs through the episode bio via soundcloud or itunes so don't worry mr q has got your back guys <laughs> and yeah you can find these on your streaming services as well next we're getting into another return as i said anderson park yes he returns. He drops his second single of the year, and this one's called "Bubbling." So it's the follow up to his first single, that which was titled "Till It's Over." And yeah, he returns with this song "Bubbling" with an accompanying set of visuals, the music video for it as well. And yeah, you know, you know, uh, we're big fans of. I'm a big fan of Anderson Park here at the quintessential house. And I think he's an amazing artist. Got amazing vocals, and yeah, this song is really, really good as well. He's really good. I think. Uh, I think he's. Uh, he's been uh, working on his follow up to his debut studio album Malibu which was incredible that released at the top of 2016 if you guys haven't checked that out check that out that's Anderson Park with Malibu his debut studio album that was amazing and yeah I think he's working on the follow up to that album and it should be released sometime this year he has been noted to be working very closely with Dr Dre as he is signed to Interscope so I think Dr Dre is executively producing most of this album, and obviously his band as well, the Three Nationals, they are also releasing their debut studio album this year as well, I'm not sure what the title is, not sure what time, uh, whereabouts they're going to release it, same for Anderson Park, so I don't know the title of the album, we don't know what time, but hopefully I think it's going to see the lighter day this year, yeah, so this bubbling track, very good track, very, very jazzy, very jazzy, and it's a very Anderson Parky track, right? Very Anderson Park track, basically, you know, very jazzy, and you know his his rock, his 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 vocals on there, you know, it just matches the tempo of um, of the track as well. So it's a typical Anderson Park kind of like very jazzy, um, very up tempo, you know, very bubbly as you know, no pun intended to the song, <laughs> very bubbly song, and yeah, and it's it's a really good track as well. So if you're fans of Anderson Park, I, I promise you, you won't be disappointed with this. Uh, yeah, I really like it, the video is amazing as well He always has good videos And yeah, so go check that out That's Anderson Park with Bubbling You know, very good track there There's not much else I can say about that really It's just a, it's just a really good song uh, It's a really good, uh, feel good song as well, you know So it gets you in a good mood And yeah, as I said, a yeah, very good up-tempo beat as well So it gets you a little bit hyped and so on and so forth <laughs> Yeah, so go check that out That's Anderson Park with Bubbling Alright, let's move on to a bit of news as well this week. Let's move on to a bit of news. So we've got quite a few tidbits to cover. I want to start with actually um, one interesting piece of news that I read over the last week or so. And it involves Tidal, Tidal, the streaming service. And yeah, so they've been in the news for the wrong reasons over the last uh, week or so. And this is regarding uh, them uh, being accused of inflating their streaming numbers uh so let's get into this right so uh, well wh- i'll tell you why what's been going on with Tidal, right so shout out to variety for uh this uh publication of uh Tidal. so it says Tidal accused of falsifying beyonce and kanye west streaming numbers right so let's uh, get into this so it says Tidal has been accused of intentionally falsifying streaming numbers for title exclusives beyonce's lemonade and Kanye West's Life of Pablo albums, and consequently paying inflated royalties to the artist's labels. This is a report by a Norwegian newspaper, I can't pronounce the name, right? So <laughs> we just refer to it as the Norwegian newspaper, right? This paper has accused Tidal, which is primarily owned by Beyonce's husband Jay-Z, of inflating its subscriber numbers in the past. Claims the company had denied in a statement of Variety, it also denied the latest accusations. Tidal, which has rarely shared its data publicly, had a streaming exclusive on West's album The Life of Pablo for its first six weeks of release and continues to be the exclusive streamer for Beyonce's Lemonade album. It claimed that Kanye West's album had been streamed 250 million times in its first 10 days of release in February of 2016. While only claiming it had only just 3 million subscribers. A claim that would meant that every subscriber played an album an average of 8 times per day. Wow. And that Beyonce's album was streamed 306 million times in its first 15 days of release in April of 2016. Now, let me just stop you there. All right? Three million subscribers, three million subscribers, and they're saying that Kanye West's album was streamed 250 million times, right? And they saying that is the equivalent of each subscriber streaming the album on average of eight times per day. Now, I don't know about yourselves, but I'm not listening to one album eight times in a day, right? The max that I push you can listen to an album will be two or I push three Three times in one day. But I don't think anybody's sitting there... Listening to an album... Eight times consecutively throughout the day. Or eight times... Maybe not, maybe not even consecutively. Just eight times throughout the day. How these guys are paid... To loop this album. Continuously stream this album. To inflate the numbers. Or... I, do, I just don't know. Maybe they just really love the music. But I, I, I don't think it's the latter. I think it's... You know... I think it's... You know... People getting paid... To stream these albums... On a consistent loop, right? So let's 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 dive de- dive deeper into this uh, this article, right? So these claims led the Norwegian paper to investigate the service services numbers and report that it was intentionally inflating its subscriber count. A report su- supported by research from British firm uh, Media, which estimated that Tidal's total number of subscribers was closer to one million globally. Today's report, according to MBW's translation, says that Beyonce's and Kanye's West listener numbers on Tidal have been manipulated to the tune of several hundred million false plays, which has generated massive royalty payouts at the expense of other artists. It bases this claim on data contained within a hard drive it obtained that contains billions of rows of internal Tidal data, and it also contains times and song titles, user IDs and country codes. Tidal has disputed the information on the hard drive, but the paper asserts that it matches information received by the labels for the time period. In a statement provided to Var- Variety, Tidal responded that this is a smear campaign from a publication that once referred to our employee as an Israeli intelligence officer and our owner as a crack dealer. Wow. <laughs> and obviously, you know, that's referencing JH, Jay-Z's... Uh, past, you know, a previous life, you know, before you made it big. We expect nothing less from them than this ridiculous story lies and falsehoods. The information was stolen and ma- manipulative and we will fight these claims vigorously. The quote references descriptions of Jay-Z and title COO/Rock Nation Executive Leo Tibben in a previous Norwegian paper article which were technically accurate at one time but are decades out of date. The paper supported its findings with data from the Norwegian University of Science and Technology which it says has assembled some of Norway's leading experts in data security and cybercrime prevention. Its report reads in part, using advanced statistical analysis of the data provided by the Norwegian University of Science and Technology, they determined that there had in fact been a manipulation of the data at at particular times due to the large presence of similar duplicate records Occurring for a large percentage of the user base that was active at any given time, in reviewing this data in isolation from any other records or logs, it was not possible to determine the exact means of manipulation. However, the absence of records with unreadable data suggested it was an external structured query language injection, and this word, this vector was based attack and but rather manipulation from within the streaming service itself. Due to the targeted nature and extent of the manipulation, it is very unlikely that this manipulation was solely the result of a code-based bug or system anomaly. Right, I'm just going to stop you right there, right? So, basically what they're saying is that Tidal are coming out saying that they've been hacked, which is, uh, I mean, I don't know, you know, they're saying that, you know, these whatever this Norwegian newspaper is publishing, this. They they're saying that, no, this is a hack. Someone's hacked our system and, you know, manipulated this and... You know, altered the streams and so on and so forth in that sense, right? Uh, which I don't know what to really believe. Um, I mean, that that figure that they said before that I was discussing before three million subscribers streaming the album two hundred and fifty million times for Kanye, and then three hundred six million times for Beyonce. That's uh, that that has that has my mind. You know, very very you know very 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 like racing. Going from side to side, very skeptical on that, you know. So that has caught my eye. Um, and now they're saying that they've been hacked. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> now I'll just go into once the one, one little bit here, according to the paper. Tidal paid Beyonce's label Sony more than four million dollars for April and May of 2016, of which Lemonade accounted for two and a half million. It also paid uh, Kanye West's label Universal 3.2 million euros, which is. Two, um, which counts as $2 million uh, for the life of Pablo, right? Right, reps for Beyonce, Kanye West, Sony and Universal either declined or did not immediately respond to Variety's request for a comment. Right, so, <clears throat> I think this brings about the bigger fact, that you know, the more deeper dive fact that, you know, we don't really necessarily, at this moment in time, as of 2018, May 2018, right, We do not know the true value of a stream. We do not know the true value of a stream. Now, a couple of years ago, I remember when Chance the Rapper's album was... uh, This is uh, Summer Friends. Not not Summer Friends, that's the name of the song. Uh, Colouring Book, sorry. (laughs) My bad. That was uh, Apple Music exclusive for two weeks, right? Now, at that time, they released a uh, little interesting bit of information saying that, obviously... One stream is approximately equivalent to well no, what not one stream a thousand streams is approximately equivalent to one album sale, so one physical uh sale of copy of an album sale of one thousand streams now you know that's an approximate guess, right until this day we do not know the true value of a stream that how much how much does you, you streaming one song or one album how much does that contribute towards the artist? Is it an album sale? Or, you know, is it 0.2% or is it 1% or 2% of an album sale? We don't know, right? Now, obviously, back in the old days, you know, where I grew up, you know, we didn't have this streaming thing or anything like that. We had to go out and buy albums via CD or via tape, right? And in those days, right, you know, you were considered a flop. Uh, An artist was considered a flop if they're doing numbers that are considered uh, a hit these days. And what I mean by that it is, these days you're considered a hit, right? If you sell anywhere from, I think anywhere from, if you're if if you're not independent, I think if you sell anything from eighty k onwards, eighty k, right? So, I know that every at the end of every week or so, they come up with a report saying so and so artist sold this many k a week equivalent album sale units and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, so if you're not an independent artist i think the 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 band starts from 80,000 from 80,000 onwards if you sell uh any more than uh, 80,000 plus you consider that you know that 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 uh that album is relatively a, a, a success now if you're independent and you're not signed to a label right it's considered that uh anywhere between 30 and 40k onwards in terms of uh, album sales this is like streaming wise, this is how they're counting it. Anything from thirty to forty K equivalent album sales, right? Uh is considered a success. And that's 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 fine, I agree with that because you know you're an independent you're an independent artist and if you're managing to move thirty thousand to forty thousand on your own without being signed to a major label, you've you've done well for yourself, you know. You've recouped all that money you spent and you know, so and you've got artists out here who are independent doing, you know, very good numbers like yeah, eighty and sixty, seventy and eighty k. Like your Triple X, Tintations, and uh your Nipsey Hustles doing fifty three k, and uh yeah. So you got you got artists that are, you know doing doing those kind of numbers, you know, in, in in being independent. Whereas you know back in the old days, if you were selling that much, or even if you were selling five hundred thousand copies in one week, you were considered a flop, right. 'Cause back in those days when I grew up, right, when we had to go out and buy CDs and mixtapes, the minimum criteria for a uh, artist or for an album to for an artist to have an album that is successful would to be a standard of one million sales in one week, right? One million sales in one week. That would be considered a success. Anything below that would be a flop, right? And you got people who, you know, who broke that record, you got fifty cent, you got M and M, um, Jay-Z uh, you, you T-Pain's And uh, Lil Wayne's And um, uh, Pharrell Williams Eclipses And You know Wu-Tang And things like that Right You've got You know you you, you got all of these people That you know Selling you know million plus records Back in those days Or so on and so forth Right And you know So they were considered A hit uh, Successful They were considered A hit you know, Their album was a success You know Now you don't And now I've I've I I I want one of you guys to point out to me because in these last, I believe in these last three to four years that streaming has come into play and has you know developed into a major key player in this whole album sale business. I've not seen an artist do one million in one week. The most I've seen someone do is five hundred to six hundred k, and that was Kendrick Lamar and Drake. And Kendrick with Damb, Drake with views of more life Things something like that Right 500,000 500,000 600,000 That's the maximum I've seen Right I've not seen an artist Do 1 million in a week No Nowhere near Right You've got like people like Cardi B Doing 240 That's great for her She signed to Atlantic That's great for her As I said You've got These independent artists Nipsey And XXX Doing 53 And 40 And 80k And something like that Right Great for them Right by post Malone doing 440,000 in the first week or something like that. so shouts up to him well done for that. But no one is hitting that 1 million mark as of yet and in these last 3 4 years I haven't seen that, right? Yeah, you know um the album goes platinum once, you know, once it's released, right? For example, Cardi B's Bodak Yellow, it was certified for gold or platinum as soon as it was released because of that. I think it's gold because of that one record. That one record has charted more than 500,000 streams... Or 500,000 sales... So that's why... It's, uh, obviously when the album's released... That's... that's uh, el- el- um, eligible for... Gold or Platinum status... Same as Postman... Remember, Rockstar and Psycho... Right... And with this bombs And Bentley project... Yeah... That's all well and good... That's a little cheat code though... That's the little cheat code there... You know... Having that one... Uh, releasing a single... That has... Gone Platinum... Two times... Three times... Or whatever... And... Slotting that into your album... That automatically... That uh, means that your album on the day of release will go gold or, or platinum, right? I think that happened with Drake as well, with views and with more life. So, you know, there's a little cheat code there. But as I say, uh, going back to, you know, any streaming and things like that, you know, I've yet to see someone hit a million streams. You know, that was considered a hit in our days. These numbers now, uh, you know, that they're doing 40k and 50k and... 240 and 440 Those would be considered a flop 10-15 years ago Right, so At this moment in time, it just goes back to my truth um, um, My previous statement My first statement that we really don't know The true value of the stream at this moment in time Maybe going forward That we will finally find out You know, people, You know, these analytics You know, come out, you know, what is the actual true Percentage or true Accurate depiction of what is One, if you stream an album once if you stream a single once or whatever it is, how much does that contribute towards the artist and how much does that contribute towards the artist's single sale or album sale. So hopefully, you know, this this kind of information gets answered, uh, you know, going forward. But, you know, at the moment they're saying, you know, a thousand albums, it's equivalent, a thousand streams is equivalent to one album. So a thousand, yeah, a thousand streams equivalent to one album sale. So, which is very... It's very skewed, isn't it? You know, you've got to stream something a thousand times to get the artist one album sale. Obviously, I know, you know there's, there's millions and millions of subscribers, you know, to all these streaming services. So, but um yeah, you know, that's, that's why. I, I I think CDs and things like that they will cease to exist. You know, see, that's you know that's why you see in it right. You see, things are released on streaming services, you know, at, at a drop of a dime like that, right? And it takes. Mere, no, a mere two, three weeks, sometimes even a month To release the physical copy of the album Because now artists are even getting uh, getting under the impression That no one's going out to buy these albums It's only these people that grew up on albums And, you know, the want to support the artist And things like that I mean, my, I, I, I me, myself, I, uh, I haven't actually bought an album in years Right, to be honest um, I think the last time I bought an album was... Just bef- yeah, Before the streaming service came on, so I, I joined Apple Music in maybe 2015, 2015 or so. So, yeah, the last album I bought was I believe it was Eminem's uh Marshall Mathers LP2, and I think that was released in 2014 or 15. So, that was the last album I actually ever bought. And then I switched onto the streaming side, so because I thought it's just easier, you know. Not not to say that I don't I do support all the artists and things like that, but I'm just saying that even the artists now are getting uh, getting that impression that no one's going out to buy albums. So I think these will cease to exist going forward, you know, within the next five to six years. I think you know you won't you won't, yeah, uh, CD releases and if so, they'll be very very limited, even more limited there than they are to this day. Yeah, so, yeah, Tidal being in the news for the wrong reasons, you know, uh, inflating the streaming numbers, let's see how that turns out, let's see how much of an impact that has on Jay-Z and the whole, um, the whole Tidal and Rock Nation system, let's see if they come up with any more statements regarding that. <laughs> Moving on, we're going to gonna, gonna talk about Kanye West, but we're not going to talk about Kanye West for the bad reasons. This week... Yes sir, ladies and gentlemen You heard it right This week we're talking about Kanye West For a good reason (laughs) Might be shocking to hear But yes, we're talking about him For a good reason And I'll tell you that good reason Uh, Late last week Kanye uploaded a video of him To Twitter Of him producing a beat uh, And he had these multiple whiteboards Surrounding him with track lists Track lists for the albums That he's executively producing And that he tweeted out That were coming on these selective dates, so let's get into this. So he's got he's got a multi, multiple whiteboards surrounding him, right? And with track lists for <coughs> excuse me for his solo album that has seven tracks that he said is arriving June first. The track list for him and Kid Cudi's joint album Kid see Ghost that was arriving a week after that, June the eighth. Tracklist for Pusha T's long-awaited next studio album that's set to drop this Friday, May 25th. I don't believe that's coming that day. That's just my opinion. Nas's studio album that he said is coming out June the 15th. That's definitely not coming. I can give you that. And Tiana Taylor's album, which he said that's slated to drop on June uh, 22nd, right? So he's put all these tracklists up, right? And in, in, in some of these tracklists, he's actually filled in. Two of them he's filled in completely, and the other three he's only filled in a a few song titles. So let's get into it. So for his actual solo album, Kanye West's solo album that is slated to arrive on June the 1st, seven tracks he announced, he's filled in two of the track titles. And first one is track number two, he's titled that Ecstasy. And track number three he's titled Wouldn't Leave. So that's the only two tracks of the uh, only two tracks that the, the song titles have been released or he's named for those that seven track album that he's putting out. Next, and the Kid Ghost album that is following a week later on June eighth, which is a collaboration between him and Kid Cudi. That is seven tracks, and he's released all the songs. Not released. He's uh, you know released all the song, the, all the song titles, all seven song titles. So it goes something like this. Track number one, A Field of Love. Track number two, Kid See Ghosts. Track number three, Fourth Dimension. Track number four, Ghost Town. Track number five, Cuddy Montage. Track number six, Devil's Watching And track number seven, Reborn. So seven tracks. Again, a similar to his solo album. This is the one with Kid Cuddy, Kid See Ghost. So he's released all seven tracks, song titles. And so let's see uh, when that comes. So if that comes on June the eighth, now Nas's untitled album that he said he's executive, executively producing, and that is coming on June the fifteenth, which is not. I don't think so because Nas hasn't said any word of it. He's released a song title for the first track called Everything. That is it. And on that track, as on that album as well, there's only seven tracks on there as well. So I I don't know. Uh, I don't don't know about that album if that's coming or if that's just a myth or he's just doing that to troll us Next we've got uh, Pusha T's album that is slated to drop this Friday May the 25th He's got 8 tracks on there and he's released uh, all the song titles for all 8 tracks on there, right? Now just let me let off what what one thought I think about this, right? 8 tracks? Come on Pusha, 8 tracks? I've been waiting on your album since 2015 for three years. And you're only going to give a man eight tracks? I want a bloody double disc, 20-track double album, you know, bonus disc, bonus track collection, whatever you want to call it, collector's edition sort of album from you, mate. You're only going to give me eight tracks after making me wait for three years? Come on, Push. I hope this is not the case. I hope this is not the case. But if it is the case, I'll still listen to it you because know, it's push and I love push. But uh you know, I will be disappointed on that fact that you left me hanging for three years and you're only gonna give me eight tracks. Okay, well anyway, let's get into this, All right? So eight tracks, Push T's album slated to drop June twenty uh, not June May twenty fifth. The title is apparently called King Push. And uh, so let's get into the track uh, names of this. So if, no, track number one, if you know you know. Track number 2, Sociopath Track number 3, Game We Play Track number 4, Come Back Baby Track number 5, Infrared Track number 6, Hard Piano Track number 7, How Do You Respond And track number 8, Santiera So yeah, Pusha T's album, 8 tracks, all the song titles are uh, released on that one So let's see I don't think that album is coming this Friday Uh, That's just my opinion (laughs) Tiana Taylor's uh, untitled uh, album that's set to drop June 22nd. She's got again seven tracks on there and three of the song titles have been released and they are track number 1 gonna love, track number 2 hold on and track number 3 three ways. Yeah, so very interesting very good piece of news I guess. You know that Kanye's uh, actually working on the music side of things he did say on Twitter as well that he uh, is not answering his phone or texts because he's been Working on these albums, finishing up these albums. And in the beat that he's producing or playing in this uh, little clip here. With all these whiteboards surrounding him with these track lists. Does seem pretty hard. Does seem pretty hard. So, let's see if he comes through on his promise. And these albums see the light of day on those set release dates. Even if they don't, I do think they are coming this year. Hopefully, I think. Um. Yeah, even if they don't release on the day, Kanye said... I definitely think that Nas album is not releasing during the 15th, because Nas hasn't said anything about it, um, and that's the one album I don't think that is coming, right, so let's just see about that one. But yeah, it's good to talk about Kanye for the music side of things, for the good side of things at least, you know, not he hasn't been whiling out on Twitter as of these last week or so. And To be honest I'm getting tired of covering all that Bullshit that he's been doing as well So (laughs) It's a good thing that I'm speaking on some Good uh, Good uh, Good points about Kanye this week At least Uh, Also we do have ASAP Rocky ASAP Rocky has announced that his uh, Third studio album is dropping This Friday as well That is called Testing Interesting name So yeah this album was set to drop you know, in 2017 But it's suffered a lot of countless delays and setbacks He dropped two songs The one with Blockboy JB called uh, Bad Company And then ASAP Forever with the amazing video And yeah, so he's set to drop this third studio album of his It's called Testing uh, It's coming out this Friday, uh, May 25th So I'm very excited to hear some new ASAP Rocky been a long time since a solo project for me. It's 2016, no, 2015 at Long Last ASAP, incredible album. That was uh, my go to album. I was constantly listening to that album to and from uh, uh, work. That's when I basically finished my uh, university degree, finished my exams, and started work. And that was the album I was listening to on the way, journey there, on the way back. I was constantly banging out that album. So I really like that Long Last ASAP album possibly going to give it a revisit this week in anticipation for this new project <laughs> but yeah that's set to drop this uh, this week so obviously we'll get into a bit of that uh, if it is dro- if it drops then we'll get into the review of that if it's released in next week's episode yes uh, and to finish off the news side of things uh, J. Cole dropped an interview with him and Angie Martinez so he links up with Angie again uh you guys might remember you know there, there has been clips from their previous interview a couple of years ago that been always been recirculating around social media and you know where jake was dropping gems about you know himself and why he doesn't believe in you know all this flashy jewelry and buying all this and you know p- portraying an image that he's not so you guys might have seen that interview like a couple of years ago and uh, so Angie links up with again, provides a great interview, a great interview. Shouts out to Angie Martinez for well, that, she always comes through with great interviews. And shouts out to Cole as well, providing a great interview. So they sit down for about an hour and 45 minutes and discuss a wide range of topics. Obviously they discuss KOD, they discuss, you know, Cole, where Cole is at right now in his life. What he thinks of the rap game, what is the state of the rap game right now. And they touch on um the uh, rumoured collab album with him and Kendrick Lamar and his thoughts with uh, his thoughts uh, with uh, of uh, you know false prophets of him talking about Kanye West and you know things like that and you know his thoughts on you know when Kanye posted the screenshot of him talking to Cole over the phone so I I don't want to ruin it for you guys, um, but you know definitely check out the interview if you're a Cole fan. If you know you you, you know you just check it out even if you know you want to see a great interview as well. You want to learn more about the man and where he's at at this point in his life and things like that. So it's a great interview. So shouts out to him and Angie. Touch on uh they they touch on a wide uh, number of topics, and yeah you you'll get to find the answers to uh, most uh, most uh, most of these. Uh, Uh, Points that I've brought up here, you know, so a very good interview between them two. So, if you've got some time, you know, to kill and you know, you're a hip hop fan and you like Cole and you like good interviews and things like that, so this is the first interview he's done since Kaylee's released. I think that this is the only interview that he's gonna do as well. So, uh, uh, shout out to him, shout out to Angie for for providing a good interview. And yeah, make sure you guys check that out. That's Jay Cole and Angie Martinez's interview. Yeah, great interviews. So A shout out to both of them Shout out to both of them Right, so moving forward Let's go on to the album side of things now guys So we had two albums come through this week We had uh, the Rapture soundtrack So if you guys remember, Rapture was that Netflix documentary series That was released on Netflix uh, just at the end of March And that highlights... Uh, you know, some some rappers, you know, their daily lives and what they go through in the recording process of, you know, what what the albums and things like that. And uh, so they they released the an accompanying soundtrack to featuring all the artists that were featured on that Rapture series. So you got you got Jeezy, Logic, Nas, Dave East, um Two Chains, Rhapsody, T I, A Boogie Woody Hoodie, and you know, Just Plays, Just Play handles the production on quite a lot of these tracks. So he's there as well. So yeah, it's 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 a very short, very short soundtrack. It's only six tracks, um, uh only, only six tracks. But I'm only counting five. The reason I'm counting five, is because one of the tracks from Logic actually lands on his um, Bobby Tarantino two mixtape. That's track number six, uh, called "A uh, State of Emergency," Logic and Two Chains. So really, we only get five new songs, uh, in this sense, and so we got. First track we got, let me work with Jeezy. So, I haven't really listened to Jeez. G- I've, I've never really listened to Jeezy. So this was my first time really listening to him, and you know, yeah, it was alright. You know, I didn't think it was that bad. Um, not to say that I'm gonna listen to more Jeezy records going forward, but um, I just thought you know I, I let the song play because I wanted to listen to the whole project, and it wasn't bad at all. So, yeah, it's okay. So that that's the first track, let me work with Jeezy. Track number two, you've got Gold Digger, that's Davies and A Boogie, two of my favourite up-and-coming artists from New York, uh, yeah, so we've fucked with Dave heavily, if you, as you guys know, you Day One fans, uh, you know, who have been listening, <laughs> we fucked with Dave heavily, we fought fucked with A Boogie heavily as well, so they link up on uh, track number two, Gold Digger, phenomenal track, I really like that, then you've got track number three, you've got Care To Say, that's T.I. and Rhapsody, interesting pairing there, but um, both... You know, interesting pairing you know if you're looking uh, from the outside but if you if you think about it you know both of them are quite very political they're very high but strong political views and you know um yeah and you know they, they they their flows really match each other as well uh, and, and what they spit about and what they rap about so yeah i was i was i was really, um you know i was i was a bit i was i was a bit nodding my head to that like hmm t i and rhapsody will they go together and actually the song. Turns out to be really good as well, so uh, yeah, can't, nothing bad to say about that. So that's uh, track number three, Care to Say, about it, and that's T.I. and Rhapsody. Track number four is probably my favourite track out of this uh, soundtrack, and it features two of uh, New York's heavy hitters, Nas, the OG, and Dave East. You know, obviously, you know, they've got that relationship. Nas is, uh, is the one who uh, discovered Dave East and signed him to Mass Appeal and... You know, he's been coaching Davies through the rap game and things like that. So, you know, it's, oh, it's good to hear both of them on the track. And, yeah, it is an absolute banger. So this track's called Nitra. Yeah, Nitra track number four. Absolute banger. Davies and Nas. Probably my favourite track out of the whole uh, whole uh, soundtrack there. And, yeah, so they're talking that guttery grimy, you know, how New York, yeah, that guttery grimy, Nas and Davies uh, flow is. So, yeah, very, very, very good track. It's a banger. So that's my favorite. Thing, so go check that out. Then you've got track number five, Black Powder, White Powder, and that is uh, featuring Killer Mike and Two Chains. So for you guys that actually watch the documentary like ourselves, the episode with Two Chains, he does go to see uh, Killer Mike in the studio, and Killer Mike is previewing this song to him, and he explains the whole uh, uh, idea why is he titled it Black Pilot Powder, White Powder. He's, he's, he's discussing uh, subliminal messaging, the whole racial inequality there between black people and white people and yeah how that all comes together so you guys get a little snippet of that uh song in that uh in that episode that's featuring two chains and then you get the full version of this song here so yeah really really good song I like it both of them uh I think uh, both of them go well together as well and yeah it's a phenomenal song as well so I really like that that's track number five black powder white powder and as I said track number 6 is State of Emergency as from Logic Spout Bobbin Tarantino 2 mixtape tape 2, 2 chains uh, we reviewed that so we're not going to go into that so I'm just judging this on a 5 track basis yeah it's a very good EP very good soundtrack whatever you want to call it uh, yeah so 5 brand new songs from all these artists and yeah no it's, it's great so you guys should check that out and check out the series as well if you haven't seen it already it's a very good series if you're a hip hop fan and things like that you'll definitely love it I love it Can't wait for season 2 And who they bring along So yeah That's a very good uh, Very good soundtrack there So go check that out. That's a Rapture soundtrack Next we have Nav Yes Nav The EXO affiliate Nav so He's signed to EXO That's a uh, uh, Home to Belly And The Weeknd Yeah And So he drops his actual He actually drops his studio, Debut studio album Which is hard to believe Because he's dropped so many projects Leading up to this but uh, he's he's a uh, uh, dubbed this as his uh, debut studio album, and this one's called Reckless. So he dropped his self-titled mixtape in last year, and then he followed that with Perfect Timing, a collaborative mixtape with Metro Boomin. Uh, yeah, and apparently the follow up to that collaborative mixtape as well, Metro Perfect Timing Two is coming out this year as well. But he lets off uh, this uh, Reckless uh, album, his debut studio album. Now I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I wasn't really looking out for this album I wasn't really going to listen to this album The only reason I did was because it was a slow week in terms of releases So, you know, I thought why not I've got some time, let me listen to this album And I've got to say I am very pleasantly surprised by this album Very pleasantly surprised and I'll tell you why Okay, Nav has never been the most lyrical guy He always raps about money, bitches and, you know, drugs and things like that and he you know he's just he's just never never really appealed to me he's no he's you know i'm as i said i'm a lyrical guy and things like that and so he's never really you know had had great music to me he produces his own beats he's a good producer no doubt but he's never really you know uh, been like amazing or wow to me he's always been like meh it's okay he's all right you know i listened to it once or twice but that's it now this album pleasantly surprised me why because he's actually crooning and singing more than he is rapping on this album, and I think personally for me, I think that he does the crooning and singing better than uh, what he does rapping. Don't get me wrong; he's still talking about money, bitches, and drugs, and all this and all that. But um, quite a majority of these songs, he is crooning and singing, and he does have that good, uh, that good, that, that good like crooning voice, that good singing voice, I guess. Um, and it's just like you know mellow and you know stuff you can just ride around to at night and you you can listen to it's easy listening (coughs) excuse me so let's get into this so it's 12 songs averaging about 40 minutes or so he's got a quite a good few features on there but features from Quavo uh Travis Scott Lil Uzi Vert and Gunner so let's go through the track listing. so, and I'll highlight some of my favourites. So you've got track number 1, A Reckless Intro, track number 2, Never chain, one of my favourites. Track number 3, Hold Your Hand, another one of my favourites. Track number 4, Faith, featuring Quavo, another one of my favourites. Track number 5, Champion, featuring Travis Scott, another one of my favourites. Track number 6, Glow Up, track number 7, Just Happened. Track number 8, Wanted You, featuring Lil Uziwa, another one of my favourites. Track number nine with me, another one of my favorites. <laughs> track number ten, Eat Fish, and Gunner. and you guessed it, another one of my favorites. And, and then you have got track number eleven, Freshman List. Uh, track number twelve, What I Need, uh, the Hailer outro, right. So all in all, this album is pretty good to listen to. It's very, I said, it's very easy listening. And I think he does the crooning and singing part very well, better than he does on the rapping side of things. And uh, it stacks with very good features, so. The, the feature, all the features, the feature tracks on here are very good. the Faith with Quavo, Champion or Travis Scott, Wanted You a Little Uzi ver and Eat gonna They're all very good feature tracks on there. So, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a very good album, very good album to listen to, very easy to listen to, and, you know, Nav has surprised me with this. So, uh, I urge you guys to go check that out. And, uh, you know, and, and, and it's a short listen as well, 40 minutes or so, so... Um, you know, with these kind of artists, your little Uzis and, you know, your, your Migos and things like that, you want a really short listen, not necessarily what we got with Migos uh, with Culture 2, which is like an hour and 45. Uh, if they condense that down to like 45 minutes, it would be, you know, amazing probably to listen to. But, you know, I can't handle nearly two hours of Migos. I, I wouldn't be able to handle two hours of Nav. So, uh no, so yeah, uh the level of the project is good and uh, most and literally and eight to ninety percent of the tracks I really like as well. And the features are really good as well. So yeah, very pleasantly surprised by uh Nav on this. So go check that out. That's Nav a Reckless. Very good album, very pleasantly surprised by him. So shout out to Nav there. <laughs> right, so that wraps us up on the album side of things as well, guys. So yeah, we got through all the singles. We got some tidbits of news. We got through the album side of things. So as you know, we're gonna slowly now transition into our sleeper segment of this week, and it comes courtesy of a guy that I've been listening to for quite a while, and he's released some phenomenal pro one phenomenal project. Uh, I think that was last year. Oh, uh, let me just double check. That was I in two thousand sixteen uh yeah so yeah that was a very phenomenal project that he released there and he's returned with uh two singles i'm only i'm gonna play probably i'm only gonna play one of them right but the other single is is really good as well i'll give you the name so single i'm gonna play is by a gentleman called gallant so some of you guys might have heard of him he's in that r&b lane so i'm dipping into my r&b bag this week as always (laughs) Yeah, uh, his name is Gallant So the project that he released in 2016 is called um, uh, Ology Or uh, Ology, whatever you want to call it And that's a phenomenal project I, I urge you guys to go check that out And he released two singles uh, just recently uh, One of them is called Gentleman And that's a very, very, very sexy, sexy song So I was very torn to play Which which song to play Either that one or this one I'm going to play But I, got, I went with the latter As I think it's... Uh, Perfect for this weather, this sunny weather that we're experiencing in the UK, and you know over over stateside as well. I know it's been uh, quite sunny as well. You know, good weather out there. So I think this song fits well with that. So um, yeah, go check out that project uh ology or ology whatever you, um ology whatever you want to call it by Gallant. Uh, go check out this this other single called Gentleman. That's another amazing single there. And what I'm about to play, this single is called Doesn't Matter. Uh yeah, so this is by Gallant. So let's get into this guys, this is our sleeper of uh, this week And this is come courtesy of Gallant And this is called Doesn't Matter Let's get into a bit of these vibes Brand new, brand new, that's Gallant there
0: To the moon with the lights down. Half a dozen nobles in your mouth, your mules. Kurosawa bleeding through your headphones. Knuckles in my back till your nails turn
1: Yes sir, that's Gallant there with Doesn't Matter, yeah, so phenomenal track there, go check that out, go check out that project that he dropped two years ago as well, go check out the other single uh, called Gentleman, very sexy sexy song as well, so go check that out, this is Gallant with Doesn't Matter, and yeah, so phenomenal artist, phenomenal uh, project and he's he's, he's on a roll, he's um, very talented and uh, releasing very good music. Yeah, so that that wraps us up for this week's episode, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I Hope you guys didn't get bored of me, or you know, <laughs> even if you did, then you know, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, give us a follow. You know, see, I'm telling fuck you. Then I'm asking you to give me a follow. I'm <laughs> gonna screw it. Yeah, yeah. Give us a follow on uh, Instagram. That's at the quintessential podcast. Use a follow on Twitter as well, that's at the Quintessent 3. Uh, emails and anything like that. If you want to get in touch with us, it's at the quintessentialpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, and uh, we will be back next week, same time, same place. Um, apologies, we're uploading uh, a week, le- not a week, a day late there uh, due to some uh, other commitments, obviously. Uh, so I do apologize for that, but uh, yeah, so don't worry, we'll be back, same uh, scheduled time uh next week same time right and uh you know how we do I can't leave you guys without hitting my drop one more time for these bitches hit my drop one more time hit my drop one more time
0: quintessential show
1: <laughs> peace out guys yes see you guys next week